What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, some interesting things have happened, um, but bef- before I get into that, I want to, uh, you know, pay uh, homage, pay respect, condolences to the family of Lou Brock, the former Steels King, passed away at the age of 81. Hall of Famer Lou Brock, who was known for his speed, uh, game-changing speed. I mean, he was much more than a stolen base specialist. He was a leadoff guy. He was a complete player and a clutch hitter. First battle Hall of Famer, but he died yesterday at the age of 81. He played for the Cardinals and the Cubs. And, um, you know, interestingly enough, both these teams actually played each other in Chicago last night and held a collective moment of silence for Lou Brock before the game. But we're talking about one of the great guys in the game of baseball. He was one of the most revered members of the Cardinals organization. Now, he played for both those teams, the Cubs first and the Cardinals, but he was mostly remembered for his time with the Cardinals. Um, game-changing speed, like I said. And, uh, you know, he was the Steels King before, obviously, uh, Ricky Henderson would, would uh, you know, pass him. But he's the only player in MLB history to steal 50-plus bases in 12 straight seasons. Um, he hit 300, hit a home run in the 1964 World Series, which the Cardinals won in seven games. And then after that season, he did not steal fewer than 51 bases until 1977, which was 30 years, sorry, 13 years later. Um, so just, you know, absolute beast out there on the base paths. Um, and he, you know, he was, he was a first battle hall of famer, which is good. You know, he was able to, you know, live out, live that out. And, um, you know, interestingly enough, he was born on a cotton plant. Well, he was, he grew, he grew up on a cotton plantation. He was born in Arkansas, but then he grew, grew up on a cotton plantation in Louisiana after his mother moved there. So, you know, talk about humble beginnings, right? Then he goes to Southern University on an academic scholarship. And then, you know, he tried out for the baseball team. Obviously, and you know, the rest is history. But to go from, you know, growing up on a plantation to becoming a Hall of Fame athlete, that's a pretty remarkable and inspiring journey. And, you know, to pass away at the age of 81, uh, you know, after touching so many lives, obviously, um, Cardinals fans, at least, uh, with his mesmerizing play and, and bringing a lot of joy to the city of St. Louis, I would say that's a very, li- very, um, a very good example of a life well lived. So, um, you know, condolences to the family of Lou Brock, but uh, you know he he's going to be gone, but never forgotten. So, as I was mentioning a little earlier, you know, some interesting things happened with the postseason picture. The Blue Jays have passed the Yankees. In the postseason race, the Blue Jays are now second in the American League East. Did anyone see this coming? I mean, they are now 22-18. and 18. They are in sole possession of second place in the AL East, one game ahead of the Yankees. I mean, under this year's postseason format, the top two teams in each division and two wildcard teams would make it, uh, you know, to that postseason, the revamped postseason. And there's going to be a big three-game series in Buffalo starting tonight between the Blue, Ga- Blue Jays and the Yankees. Uh, I mean, right now, the Blue Jays are just thankful. I mean, they did beat up on the Red Sox, which isn't too hard to do these days, but they have a winning record. They're 22-18, and 18, four games above 500, and they, more, most importantly, they are a game ahead of the Yankees in the standings. And, you know, things are winding down now. We're, we're entering the final third of the season. You know, that 22-18, and 18, that's 40 games. They have 20 games remaining, but this is going to be huge. The Yankees have hit a huge snag here, and they are struggling to tread water at this point. So. 
yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But some interesting, interesting races are popping up all of a sudden throughout baseball. Fernando Tatis homered yesterday, tying Mike Trout for the major league lead. He he takes a pitch that was off the plate away, goes Oppo Taco in Oakland for his 15th bomb of the year, and um, his 15 homers are tied for the most by any player 21 or younger in his team's first tw- sorry first 42 games of the season. Obviously, that's extremely cherry picked stats. So let's just ignore I said that. Um, but yeah. Tatis uh, doing what he does, and he goes deep again yesterday. Jacob deGrom was dominant yesterday. Um, I mean, he's been compared to Tom Seaver. He's he's this generation's version of Tom Seaver. Just four days after Seaver passed away, um, he struck out a dozen Phillies over seven innings of one-run ball in a 14-1 victory at City Field, running his streak of consecutive starts with two or fewer Ernie's to 12. Only Seaver, Dwight Gooden, and Johan Santana have compiled longer such streak with the Mets. So extending that streak, in doing so, DeGrom also lowered his career ERA to 2.58. And Seaver is the franchise's all-time leader at 2.57. So uh, DeGrom is, is definitely on a Hall of Fame trajectory. I mean, Obviously, he hasn't pitched long enough to to cement that um, fate yet. He just needs to pitch for a few more years, and and um, you know, time will tell how he asks his resume from here. He's already 32 years old, um, so which is four years older than Seaver was at this point in his career, uh, in terms of like you know games played and such. So uh, he's gonna have to pitch into his late 30s if he wants to, you know, at least his mid you know, his mid to late 30s if he wants to have a good. Hall of Fame case. Freddie Freeman hit his second Grand Slam just two days after he hit his first. You know, he had no grannies in his first 1,383 career games. Now he has two in three days. You know, Freeman is, um, you know, one of the best players in all of baseball. There's not much else for me to say there, so I'll just leave it at that. Marcelo Zuna stayed hot. Four ribby game for the Braves. They get back on track with a 10-3 win over the Nats at Truist Park. So Braves are Braves are rocking and rolling. Shane Bieber continues his his strong year. He fanned 10 in five innings yesterday. Uh, he now has 94 strikeouts through his first nine starts. Um, double digit strikeouts have become something we expect from Shane Bieber every time he goes out there. Indians got a four to one victory over the Brewers yesterday at Progressive Field. Um, where else should we go? Where else should we go? The, well, I talked about the Yankees, uh, struggling. They sat Gary Sanchez. You know, he hadn't, this dude has, has been struggling all year. He's hitting a buck 30. He struck out in 48 of his 100 at bats this season. That's just way too much. I mean, that K rate is just unacceptable. So he, he hasn't done much this year. So they benched him. Um, they, they need help. They need help. I talked about the Yankees struggling because of injuries, and that's exactly – I mean, I predicted that they would struggle initially in, in the first spring training in March because of injuries. Then after the COVID restart, I was like, oh, well, everyone's healthy now. That's not going to happen again. But then Stanton and Judge get hurt again, and now you see they're dealing with the same issues that I, I thought they would because you can't catch lightning in a bottle twice. They caught lightning in a bottle last year as they, you know, 
fought through all those injuries and they were still really good. But to do that again with the, the, the kind of pieces they're missing, they're just way too big of pieces to go without. I mean, you're not having um, Luis Severino. You don't have your two big outfielders. That's huge. Glaber Torres is hurt. You know, so you, you just really can't make that up. Dallas Keuchel, he he threw a gem yesterday as the Sox, White Sox swept the Royals. An 8-2 victory at Kauffman Stadium. Complete a four-game road sweep of Kansas City. And the concerning thing, though, is that Dallas Keuchel exited the game with lower back stiffness after warming up in the sixth inning. I mean, he was good, um, allowing just two hits through five innings, needing only 49 pitches, but he tweaked his back. Hopefully he'll be fine for his next start, but something to keep an eye on. But the White Sox complete the season series against the Royals with a record of 9-1. and one. That's going to do it for today. We have plenty more games ahead. I believe a full slate of games. Enjoy your Labor Day. If you enjoy this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.